0: Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of In Bloom Podcast or welcome if you are new. My name is Abby Aslan. if you are new here and I'm the host of this podcast and I'm so happy you're here listening today. Today's episode is actually one that I have done before and it's been a long time since I've done it though. I think I did an episode that was sort of in the same, under the same umbrella, same kind of concept in 2020. And originally, I was like, "Oh, that was last year," and then I realized, "Oh my God, that was three and a half years ago. So I realized pretty quickly um it 's time for me to do this again because when I did this episode last time, I think it was in twenty twenty it might have been twenty twenty one don 't really remember. I looked it up though to make sure it wasn 't recent because I knew I had done something like this before, and I realized that you know, okay, last time I did this episode, I was in a completely different phase of life. I was in school and college and I felt really stuck and I think we all go through these phases where we feel so stuck and it can be the most annoying and cumbersome feeling to deal with because you just when you get stuck it just kind of paralyzes you in a way and you feel like you can't move and you can't make decisions and you can't really see what's coming because you're so focused on getting unstuck and I think that we get so caught up on undoing the feeling of feeling stuck instead of trying to work through the feeling of feeling stuck so this episode is going to be how I am taking steps and the steps I am taking to get unstuck in my current phase of life because it's completely it's a completely different scenario now that I am a Working adults in the corporate world, feeling stuck in the corporate world is a completely different ballgame than feeling stuck in college. So that's what this episode's going to be about, and I hope it really helps you all work through the feelings of feeling stuck instead of trying to just... You know focus on getting rid of the feeling because you can't get rid of the feeling because if you just try to get rid of the feeling you're just going to end up feeling stuck again later on in the near future but if you can work through it it's going to really help you come out on the other side of it rather than you know just shoving it under the rug for it to come back and get you later on so that's what this episode is going to be about so let's go ahead and get started with the quotes this week and the goal and gratitude My quote this week comes from Pinterest, but it's a screenshot from Twitter, and it says, your relationship with discipline changes so much when you shift from doing things from love rather than shame. Shame. Sorry, I said that wrong. (laughs) From I have to clean to realizing I deserve to have a clean home. From I need to work out to I deserve to have a healthy body. You deserve the best from yourself. I love this quote so much because I think that this is something that we hear all the time, especially with social media being so much more prevalent in our everyday lives, I know I would say in early college, I started seeing quotes that were like this a lot and I would read them and I'd be like, yeah, that's true. But I wouldn't really fully understand the power of that mindset because I feel like your brain almost has to reach this certain level of maturity to actually understand and digest this quote and not just like read it, hear it. And move on. You know what I mean? And I think there's a lot of things in life that you just hear so many times when you're growing up or, you know, as you enter adulthood and you hear it time and time again and you know it's true. You're like, yes, that's true. Totally get it. But sometimes there's just things. There's so many instances I can think of, so many like little lessons I can think of that I would sit here and say to myself, but I wouldn't, I would say I believed them, but I wouldn't really like live them out and I wouldn't actually I don't know understand them on a deeper level so this is one of those things and this is kind of just how I am so disciplined I mean I my discipline comes from a place of fear normally and that's how it's been most of my life it's been from fear of failure and that's like why I'm so disciplined because I'm so scared to fail by whatever definition of failure is relevant to my life at the moment but I have recently been trying to stop being so motivated by fear and be more motivated by you know hope and passion and more positive things like that and I've talked about that before. podcast episodes too but part of me growing up is trying to rid myself of you know trying to do something from such a negative feeling because fear is just you know more has more of a negative connotation and I really feel like my discipline as I've gotten older has turned into something that exists yes because of fear because I am I I'm scared of failure I'm scared of losing you know everything and not having money to pay my bills and no matter how much i save i'm i feel like i always have that fear i always have this fear of letting people down and there's a lot of these fears but i'm trying to just not focus on those as much and instead i have found myself sort of subconsciously falling into discipline that's based out of I owe this to myself. And it's been such a beautiful thing, especially looking at in hindsight how much it's impacted my relationship with things like working out and working on my more passion type projects like YouTube and my podcast because I definitely think there have been times where I'm like, ugh, I have to you know, record my podcast or I have to edit this YouTube video and it was just kind of a going through the motions thing. But now it's like I owe it to myself to give myself this creative time to, you know, pour into this community that supports me so much. And I owe it to myself to, you know, give myself this creative outlet. Otherwise, my brain just feels like it's going to, you know, fall out of my head if I don't do something creative. And same thing with working out and with eating whole foods that really fuel me. It's like I owe this to myself. No one else is going to give it to me. So, you know, why wouldn't I give it to myself? And You know, I have one life. Why wouldn't I want to give myself the best, you know, version of me that I can? And best version of me in my eyes just means, you know, doing all I can to be in my best mental, physical, and emotional health, but accepting that there are going to be times where, you know, my best is going to look different. And I don't know. I just really liked this quote because when I think in hindsight, to, you know, like my past self, I can really see the change that's happened there, and how my discipline—and it's not across the board, because I think I still, with something as small as cleaning, and something like working my actual corporate job, I still have that mindset of of ugh, oh, I have to clean, or ugh, oh, I have to work. But I have made a lot of progress with the discipline mindset when it comes to, you know, cooking myself meals and eating whole foods, and exercising and working on my passion projects, all of those things I feel like I've gotten to a really healthy place with in terms of discipline. Still working on the whole work thing and um that kind of thing, but I still really, really love being able to like look back and see, wow, you know, I've grown a lot in this aspect because I see things as no I'm not relying on other people to, you know, give that to me. And once you have that realization that nobody's going to do it for you, and it's not just going to happen on its own terms, like you have to be the one to initiate and carry through with whatever that thing is, you will become so much more disciplined because you're like, okay, it's literally not going to happen unless, you know, it's in my hands and it's not going to happen unless I do it. So it's like, of course, I'm going to do this because I owe this to myself. I deserve it. I have one life. I'm only going to be this age once. I'm only going to be living this day once why not give it to myself that kind of thing so I love that quote and my goal for this week is simply to make it through the week without having a mental breakdown don't really know if that's a good goal to have but I am off this upcoming Friday and Monday for Memorial Day we have for Labor Day and Memorial Day we get off Friday and Monday which I love and it's so great but I'm actually taking off um outside of the Friday and Monday I'm taking vacation time from the Tuesday after Memorial Day to the following Monday because I am going back to Florida for the first time since December and I'm so flipping excited. I literally cannot contain my excitement. This spell of five and a half months, almost six months that I go without the beach and being in Florida absolutely just makes my skin crawl. Like I can bear it for the first like two months but then after two months I'm like I need to go back to Florida and get to the beach and I'm so excited to go and I'm so excited to spend time with my family and we're going to be going to the Gulf Coast Jam. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and it's gonna be a really great experience because Griffin's coming with me and it'll be his first time going. And I've gone before in the past, but he hasn't come with me before. So I'm just really looking forward to that as well. And just having some time off to rest. And I'm gonna have to be doing, you know, some things, you know, with YouTube and the podcast and with wedding planning, but it's going to be really nice to not have to, you know, work my typical corporate job for a week. And I'm so looking forward to that because it is some much needed time off. But I have been really just struggling lately with work and I don't know what it is. I think I'm just kind of, I think I'm just really burnt out right now. And work has definitely slowed down since busy season, of course, but I've still had a few nights where I've had to, you know, get back on to finish up something because it needed to be, sent to a client really soon and you know those kind of things that are like outside of my control I've still been doing that from time to time and that shouldn't really be happening much more throughout the summer but also just been really busy because I've been really involved with recruiting if you watch like my YouTube videos I talk about that more on YouTube I feel like I'm really involved with recruiting for like my office at University of Texas and I that I'm really busy with that kind of stuff especially in April and early May um and that finally is wrapped up but that was adding like an extra 5 hours a week onto my schedule on top of you know my regular hours and it was a lot and then i've also just been trying to finish up all this training that i have to finish before i get promoted at the end of the summer i think sometime in august i don't really know sometime around then and i have to finish up all these trainings so it's just felt really draining because it's like i'm doing all of these other things on top of my work and it's just felt a little bit stressful and I think because wedding planning has been picking up a lot of the things I've been doing, it's felt a lot more intense and I've just been getting a lot more run down a lot more quickly and with having you know brand deals and stuff because I wasn't really doing many brand deals earlier in the year. So I had a bit more free time in that sense and now it's like I'm doing more wedding planning. I'm doing other things outside of my actual work for my corporate job and i'm you know doing brand deals now which i'm so thankful for but having everything sort of get busier in my life in a way at once was just a little overwhelming especially this time of year like right after busy season was like okay wait no i need to chill but i'm really looking forward to having this time off so i'm super thankful for that and i cannot wait for it but i just really need to make it through this week without like losing my mind because i feel like i've had so many mental breakdowns at work lately and I just need them to stop (laughs) because it makes it really hard to get through the day but it'll be really nice to know that I just got to make it through Thursday this week and my gratitude for this week I am so thankful to have had so many incredible opportunities lately with going to influencer type of events and I don't really know it was kind of out of nowhere I would say since March I've just been getting at least an invite to like one a month I feel like and I'm really grateful for it because I truly feel like a nobody in the influencer space sometimes, and I've talked about this before, but from going from being like a college influencer in a small college town to a just post grad, whatever kind of influencer I am, I don't even really like calling myself one, but content creator, whatever you want to say, to a city as large as Houston, it's really you know I am a small, small, small minnow in a ginormous pond, and. I just can't believe sometimes that, you know, brands and companies invite me to things and it's just surreal and I'm so, so grateful for it and I want to express so much gratitude for it because it's really the coolest thing and it's a lot to balance, you know, making a lot of these events work with my job and everything, but I do my best to, you know, be able to make it work and thankfully a lot of them are in the evening so I'm able to go without issue, but I was able to go to a dry bar event recently which was so fun and so cool and i am going to a really cool like movie premiere soon and it's like an early screening and i'm super excited for that um at just like a theater in houston and I have just gone to like a Rockets game with Credit Karma and I'm like thinking of all these opportunities I've had and I've been invited to other things that I haven't been able to go to because of work or because they've been a little bit out of town and I just haven't been able to make it work, but I'm just really thankful for all of those opportunities. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the episode and the things I'm doing to help myself work through the feeling of being stuck and really just getting unstuck. So the very first thing is doing more things that give me more courage and confidence and basically, just finding those things in my life that maybe take a little bit of courage and bravery to commit to and say yes to, and following through with them. Because there are a lot of times I feel like when we get comfortable and we will just sort of stay in our everyday routine, which is totally fine. But with being comfortable, we. Tend to get a little uneasy when things present themselves that maybe take a little bit of courage and confidence to say yes to. Because it's hard, you know, to just say yes to something that's unfamiliar. It's hard to do things that, you know, you haven't really done before and that take a little bit of bravery. But ultimately, when you're feeling stuck, a lot of times it's because, you know, you're kind of just so in the weeds with the day-to-day and you're not doing a lot of new things. But as you say yes to things and follow through with those things that require a little bit more bravery and courage, you are going to build confidence in doing that. And you're going to quite literally feel yourself just level up a little bit. I don't know if any of you have had this kind of experience, but there are certain little moments in my life where I will be just doing one of my typical day-to-day tasks but say I said yes to something that made me a little bit nervous maybe gave me some butterflies um, that I was a little bit unsure about but I said yes to it and then after I followed through with it I would be doing my normal day-to-day and I would just have this thought of I can feel my life changing because I said yes to this or I can feel that this Was a good thing to do because I think that it, you know, showed me that I'm capable of doing this thing and following through with it. And I can't really think of like a concrete example right now. I guess one thing is with, I guess you could really say with my full time job, there, you know, going to recruiting events in college made me so beyond anxious. I have said this so many times before, but I would take a shot of alcohol. Before I went to recruiting events, because I just needed that liquid courage to be honest, in order to have small talk and talk to these recruiters. And it was hard for me, and it was something that made me very anxious and very nervous. But I remember once I had gone to enough recruiting events, and not even enough, but once I had just like, you know, taken the courage and was a little brave and went to these things, after I had gone to a couple, I got to this point where I think it was right around after I accepted my internship offer. I could just feel from, you know, following through with all of those things, like saying yes and going to them, all the recruiting events beforehand and the interviews I had to do. I remember like sitting in my college apartment and just being like, I can feel that this is going to change my life. And I can feel that following through with those things was a big step. And it's almost like, seeing a road just expand in front of you that's kind of the best way i can give a visualization of it and it's almost like you're standing and there's a dead end in front of you but then all of a sudden the dead end is just like this vast wide open space and a road that you can't really see where it's going and it kind of just feels like that where you can feel your life is you maybe can't tell that your life is changing in that moment you can but you can tell that it's going to change you know what i mean And that is something, this is something that's really hard to do because a lot of times we get so caught up with our nervous feelings and our butterflies that we don't realize that that's something that, oh, maybe this is something I need to, you know, really pay mind to and try and say yes to. But it requires a lot of, you know, internal talk and we sit there and we go back and forth in our heads. Should I do this? Should I not do this? But ultimately, it's really hard to tell Is this something that's, you know, really important for me to do? Is this something that's going to build my confidence with saying yes to and that kind of thing? But ultimately, this just shows me that great things can happen when I take action and when when I'm brave rather than just waiting on things to happen for me and staying in my circle of comfort. And it's so easy (laughs) to just stay in your circle of comfort, you know? And I really have always been a big proponent of, you know, doing things to get you outside of your comfort zone. But it's really hard because when you're in your comfort zone, you're comfortable. It feels like things don't really need changing. And you know what? Sometimes things don't need changing and you're totally fine with just being present in the moment with where you're at and nothing does need change. But I think we all can identify a time in our life when We have been in our comfort zone and we've just started to feel stuck because we've been in it a little too long or we can, you know, identify certain things that have started or opportunities that have started to come up and we notice that those things will, you know, maybe basically be us dipping our toe outside of our comfort zone, but we aren't really sure if we want to follow through with it. And I feel like anytime you have those thoughts of, I can feel that this makes me a little bit uncomfortable, but you know, maybe I can feel that it's maybe good for me or you're just like, okay, this is a little bit outside of my comfort zone. I feel like anytime you have that thought, it's a good time to step back and be like, what could come from this that would be really good for me? And if there's something that, you know, could potentially be laying on the other side of that opportunity that excites you on the inside when you think about it, push yourself out of the comfort zone and go for it. And for example, you know, I, this is such a like, unrelatable example I feel like so I'm sorry but I tried to give a relatable one with the job and interviewing and everything so a more unrelatable example that's more recent um with influencer events for example like I was just talking about that I'm grateful for I they they kind of stress me out and I get overwhelmed I get excited when I'm invited to them but there's also this feeling of nervousness and feeling overwhelmed because a lot of times sometimes you have plus ones and sometimes you don't and there have been events that i've gone to just by myself and showing up to events by myself or maybe i do get a plus one and like nobody can come like one of my close friends and my fiance can't come so i just go by myself and when that happens i get really in my head because i get nervous about showing up somewhere by myself where other people know each other and where other people you know may have a plus one or something that makes them more comfortable and it's hard so I know that that's such a first world problem, but it's just a social anxiety type of thing for me. I have one of my biggest just uncomfortable feelings in my life that I have dealt with and I will always continue to deal with is being someone in a room where everybody knows each other, but you don't know like anyone besides the person you're with or you just don't know anybody. And I remember when I first started dating my fiance. I felt like this all the time when we would go places because he just knows so many people. He is a social butterfly, especially when I would visit him back in his hometown. So like showing up to places where everybody knows each other and then I'm just like this newbie, that would give me so much anxiety. But at the same time, it's like, okay, I'm thinking of, you know, the friends that I've made through doing things with him and going places with him. And that's something good that's come out of getting out of or getting out of my comfort zone by going with him to those things. And Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. And same thing with influencer events. There are so many great things that have come from or that can come from going to influencer events because, you know, it allows me to meet people behind a brand and develop a relationship with them, which could, you know, potentially one day develop into a you know, sponsorship or a collaboration of some sort, or maybe I meet other influencers in the area that I haven't met before. And that is an opportunity to make a friend. And all of those things are really great things, but I have to be able to see through that, like see through the discomfort of going somewhere alone and that uncomfortable feeling and see what potentially lays on the other side of that so that I can, you know, convince myself, okay, there's other good things that lay on the other side of this discomfort and this uncomfortable feeling associated with saying yes to this thing and those things that lay on the other side of it are honestly things that could be really great for me They could change my life they could be a new friend a new connection it could be networking whatever and all of those things ultimately provide more value to my life than the amount of discomfort I feel from the feeling of, you know, oh my gosh, I'm going to be going to something alone, if that makes sense. And even with things as small as making plans, just being intentional about breaking up my routine enough, because I feel like too much routine can keep you stuck. And I really try, this is something I've been trying to do lately, is just, you know, scheduling things to do during the week or weekend, even if it's just once a week, it could be as small as, going to a coffee shop a new coffee shop and getting a coffee and doing that alone even sometimes I don't think I'm as bad about it now but when I first moved to Houston like going into a coffee shop alone I was always kind of just like okay I feel like a loser but then I realized like everybody does that and it's like totally something that I was overthinking you know what I mean and just scheduling things for yourself is a really great way to get yourself out of your routine and out of your comfort zone and making plans and you know for me for example I feel like I could do better in my social life and put more effort into it. So that's something that I'm trying to work on more now that, you know, the weather's nicer and everything, it's getting warmer. And with making plans, that takes courage for me. And it takes a little bit of bravery because, you know, I am such a people pleaser. So, you know, I'm always wanting to make sure everyone's happy when I make plans and that everyone's having a good time and everything. And sometimes it's easier to just sit at home and, you know, just do things on my own and be by myself and force myself to do that because that's more comfortable for me. I don't have to worry about pleasing other people and I don't have to worry about if people are having a good time or if the restaurant I chose was good. And maybe this is me revealing that I am a chronic overthinker, but so be it if that's what this is revealing to you all. And it's a lot more comfortable to just sit at home and not have to, you know, deal with thinking about all of those things, but taking the courage to make plans and follow through with them is ultimately building confidence for me and it helps me get unstuck because it gives me new experiences and it builds my confidence to keep stepping outside of my comfort zone because I have, you know, identified something that makes me uncomfortable and I have said, you know what, this makes me uncomfortable, but what lays on the other side of it is even greater. So committing and following through just really builds that confidence. It's all about you know keeping those promises to yourself like Ed Milad always says that builds confidence it's kind of that in a different light is what I'm explaining here so just say yes to more things that give you confidence they may take a lot of courage and bravery on the front end but a lot can come from it on the back end and it's basically just stepping your toe outside of your comfort zone and following through because each time you do that you are really just You know, opening so many doors and opening so many paths that wouldn't otherwise be there if you just stayed inside your comfort zone. The next thing to getting unstuck is practicing gratitude and obnoxious amounts of it. And I am not somebody who's very great with expressing gratitude. I try to be really diligent with it and disciplined with it. And, you know, I always try to fill out my five minute journal, and there's like the section to fill out three things you're grateful for. But something about putting gratitude on paper, sometimes it can just get really routine and you just kind of only think of the same few things, you know what I mean? If you've ever practiced gratitude journaling, then you probably know what I'm talking about. And I am kind of going through this phase where I'm trying to like rewire my brain and just be a lot more inherently and initially grateful because I've talked about before how I am... I tend to be a natural pessimist, and I do not like that about myself, and I've worked really hard to sort of change to more of a natural optimist, and I have a whole episode from 2020, I think, about that, like going into detail about how I truly rewired my brain to be more of a natural optimist. And i'm not sitting here saying that i am one and i'm the most positive person ever because i'm not i can get really caught up in my feelings and think that they are facts and that can really lead me down this spiral of negative thinking so i've just been working really hard to sort of just rewire my brain to sort of naturally have thoughts of gratitude and I am trying to just be so obnoxious about it. If I get a good parking spot at the grocery store, I am so thankful for this parking spot. If it, the weather's nice outside, I am so thankful it's a nice day. If I wake up before my alarm, I'm so thankful I didn't have to you know hear my alarm today and I woke up before my alarm. Or if I like my outfit, I'm so thankful that I feel good in this today. Or if I have a good conversation with a friend or I am laughing at a text that a friend sent, I'm so thankful for this joy that the friend provided me just now. Literally every little chance I get, I am trying my best to recognize and practice that gratitude. And I think when we get stuck, we just get so caught up on feeling stuck, like I said earlier, and it's all we can see. And it's literally like putting on blinders to where all you can focus on and you basically just have tunnel vision for the feeling of feeling stuck and you just aren't able to see anything else because you're so focused on, you know, undoing that feeling of being stuck. And I have just been trying to practice so much gratitude because it really forces me to stop thinking so much and stop dwelling and ruminating on the fact that I feel stuck. And it allows me to sort of broaden my perspective and, just see more because when I'm feeling stuck I tend to just only be focusing on the problems in my life and I'm not thinking about the things that I'm grateful for and I'm not giving enough energy to the things that are such huge blessings in my life and the more energy you give to those things that are blessings in your life I truly feel that they do multiply and you can't expect to just be so focused on the problems in your life which is what we tend to do when we feel stuck and think that that's going to get you anywhere and think that it's going to produce good things for you because you're putting all of your energy into things that, you know, are bringing you down. And it's important to pay attention to those things. You want to validate them and like you want to make sure that you are paying mind to them and not shoving them under the rug, but you can't just let yourself sit there and dwell and ruminate on those things. So it's really important to practice gratitude because it really is Sort of like snapping yourself back into reality. You know those days when you're just sort of in like a fog and a lull and you're just constantly having the same thoughts of I'm just feeling so drained today and I just feel like I am so lost and I don't know what decision to make and you're just constantly having that mental chatter that's sort of a cloud is the best way I can describe it. It's like all this mental chatter that's happening inside of a cloud in your head and it's just bogging you down and you're just like really channeling your inner Eeyore I guess from Winnie the Pooh if you want to say but gratitude is a way to sort of you know be snap yourself back to reality and be like wait a minute there are so many incredible things in my life that I have to be grateful for and me sitting here ruminating on this cloud over my head isn't going to change anything and I'm not going to get anywhere, especially if I'm just completely ignoring all of the good things in my life. So, And I I, I truly think that a lot of times when you hear people say to practice gratitude, it's kind of an eye roll thing because it seems like a given, but the more you're you're intentional about gratitude, one, the more it will become a subconscious habit and you're just going to slowly be rewiring your brain to sort of naturally practice gratitude, which is a great thing, but also it's just so life-changing when you actually are intentional with it. So I definitely think it's really important to practice it. And something that I've been doing lately too is I, I've just been having a really hard time falling asleep at night lately. And I don't know why. I'm really hesitant and reluctant to take like melatonin. And I usually take magnesium, but I just like don't really feel like it helps the way people say it helps on TikTok. And I swear I'm taking the right wine. But this is probably why we just don't, you know, take everything that we see on TikTok and run with it and I do know that you know there are whatever type of magnesium it is I can't think of it off the top of my head right now that does help with you know just relaxing I guess in general to say it in the most layman terms possible but I am hesitant to take melatonin because I do know that sometimes it can make me feel groggy or it gives me bad dreams whatever so I have just not been uh, for two or three weeks I've been having the hardest time falling asleep every night I will be mentally and physically exhausted yawning like crazy at the end of the day and I lay in bed and my brain just won't shut up and I'm just laying there and I literally can't fall asleep because my brain's still just running 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 and I just thought the other day I was like what if I just sit here and just literally thank god for like everything I possibly can it's basically counting sheep but gratitude addition so you're literally laying about and you're just like thank you God for have a great day. Thank you for my dog. Thank you for my significant other. Thank you for my friends. Thank you for my bed, my pillow, my blankets, my face wash that I love. Thank you for that really good breakfast I had today. Just being so utterly obnoxious about it and it, it's helped me fall asleep. It's so crazy because when I'm laying in bed at night in my mind, you know, I'm thinking of all of these things. I'm typically thinking of my problems, you know, it's, and I feel like that's probably how most people are when they can't sleep at night and they're kept up by their brain. I feel like it's usually because you're, you know, running over scenarios in your head or running through things that are stressing you out. Like maybe you have a long to-do list and you're just stressed about it. So you're kind of running through the next day. I do that a lot in my head. And that I think is why I can't sleep a lot of times is because I'm anticipating the next day so much or I'm thinking about work or sometimes I will literally something that I get stuck on at work I will be like walking myself through a work paper that I'm working on at work while I'm laying in bed it's so bad and I feel like when we can't fall asleep that's usually the case is we're thinking about something that's troubled us or stressing us out or it's a problem whatever and that keeps us so stuck in just a not so great mindset and headspace and if we just do that every night night after night you know we're not really gonna get anywhere and I have instead been just laying in bed and thanking God for everything and I mean if you're not religious or if you don't believe in God you can just practice gratitude still and say you know like I'm thankful for this I'm thankful for that whatever but I truly just have been doing that and you know am I still having trouble falling asleep Yes, but I'm falling asleep a lot quicker than I was last week with the nights that I've done this. So it's been helpful for me, honestly. And the next thing for getting unstuck is revisiting my definition of success. So this one's a little difficult because I think we all develop a definition of success as we grow up and as we have certain experiences, as we achieve certain things, as we see what others define as success. And through all of those things, we kind of take pieces of each of those and create our own definition of success. And one thing about success is that it is subjective. Not everybody views success as the same thing. Not everybody thinks that you know having a high-paying job is successful. Not everybody thinks that working at the biggest company is successful. And on the other hand, not everybody thinks that having you know, internal peace is successful. It's truly whatever you want to define it as. And I know as a kid, or I don't want to say as a kid, as like a teenager, I had my definition of success was very worldly. And it had, I would say it was more 80% from other people and other things rather than an internal definition of success and I think that that's probably the case for most people when they're teenagers because you're kind of looking to your parents more often you're looking to people you look up to and sort of taking what they define as success and internalizing it yourself and as a result you may end up pursuing this definition of success that one may not even really mean much to you or two just isn't really something that is going to have longevity in terms in terms of being a applicable or being an applicable definition of success for your 20s or your 30s or your 40s, whatever. It's going to change as we experience more and as we learn more and as we meet more people. And it's important to revisit it like you would revisit your goals every year for a New Year's resolution. Revisit your definition of success. What does success mean to you? What does it feel like to you? When I was in high school and college, success to me, it was mainly dollar signs security corporate job climbing a corporate ladder you know having a job that people respect and working at a company that people recognize all of these things and now that i am in a position where i have a secure job i'm working at a huge company i'm climbing a corporate ladder i'm doing all of these things and i'm like i truly don't care about this and i don't feel successful And you know why? Because I was pursuing a definition of success that was mainly rooted in things that didn't mean much to me, but I just didn't know that yet because I was just creating a definition of success and going after it based off of the information that I had at that point in my life. But now I'm in my 20s and, you know, thank God we can make decisions and we can change and we can do things and it may not be an overnight thing, but you can at least revisit your definition of success and ask yourself, you know, what does success look like to me? For me now, it still does include some you know, degree of financial security. Of course, that's something I value a lot and something that I'm really after. And just financial peace, financial security, and being able to provide for my family are very important to me. So all of those things... I view as successful, but I no longer view climbing a corporate ladder as successful as I once did. Do I think it's successful for other people? Sure. But is it my personal definition of success? Not really anymore. I don't really care to do that. And success to me more so looks like, you know, not having a mental breakdown every Sunday before a new week of work. And success to me looks like having inner peace because what I'm doing during my day is, you know providing me more peace than it is discomfort. Am I sitting here saying that my life's going to be perfect and I'm going to have no problems? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that I've ultimately created a routine and a lifestyle that, you know, fills my cup and provides me with peace rather than, you know, is constantly leaving me in a state of stage of or, fights or flight. And success to me looks like having free time to invest in my relationships and my future family and I've been seeing it go around so much on TikTok and LinkedIn lately. I'm sure you all have too, where it's like, I think someone said the only person that's gonna, you know, remember you working late are your children or something like that, and that is so true, because when I was growing up, my dad was managing restaurants, and when when I was like really, really little, and i genuinely don't really remember him in the first like couple years of my life and I do remember him like there's moments but it's like my mom was so much more in my life than my dad because his work I mean he was working 50 plus hours a week year round and it's like when we got home from school a lot of times he was still at work and we would be put to bed when we were toddlers before he even got home and then he would be gone in the morning before we even woke up so little things like that like I can look back and be like yeah that quote is true because I literally lived that and I do not want to be that way with my kids but I know that you know sometimes it's just what you have to do to provide and that's like what my dad was doing because my mom was staying home with us for a period of time and then even when she wasn't staying home with us she was a teacher and we were going to school with her so we were just you know getting more time with her that way because we attended the school that she taught at but all of that being said you know success to me is, you know, having that time to be with my family and not having to, you know, work crazy hours just to make, you know, I don't know, just to feel like I'm contributing to a big corporation. Like, no, I don't want to be doing that. And I know that there are times in life when you're going to have to do that no matter what job you're working. But I happen to be in a field where it's just sort of normalized to work overtime without pay for, a large chunk of the year and that's just not something I see myself doing when I have a family because that isn't what I view as successful like that to me just looks like it's going to make things really difficult when it comes to having a family and making things work and like being present in my children's life and that in my eyes if I don't have those things, that's not successful to me. And you may not agree with that. You may be like, no, I'm I'm, going to be working and whoever my significant other is, they can take care of the children and that's how it's going to be. Well, all power to you. You do that. If that's how you think success is and that's your view of it, then live by that. You know what I mean? But my personal view doesn't look like that anymore. And it once did. I absolutely had a workaholic mindset and I still think I have workaholic tendencies now, but it's because I'm trying to do as much as I can now while I don't have children and while I don't have to take care of other people because I know that in the future I'm going to want more free time to do those things and I know that that's going to require a lot of sacrifice now. So that's why I do sacrifice a lot of my social life and a lot of free time and stuff now and also just because I enjoy doing what I'm doing and having, you know, my YouTube channel and my podcast and everything. But ultimately, revisiting your definition of success is so important to getting unstuck because a lot of times when we feel stuck it's because we're pursuing a definition of success that we either no longer care about it's no longer relevant to us or we've just changed our mind on you know what we view as successful and what we want and even if you're not pursuing success you just need to revisit how you want to be living your life which I'm going to get into in a second and i just personally know when i feel really stuck a lot of times it's because i'm so focused on Pursuing something that I don't truly want for myself, or I am so caught up on a past view of success that's no longer applicable to me, and I need to revisit it. The next thing is to let go of the linear. So, what I mean by this is, I think that a lot of times we think that every little decision we make and everything we do in our life needs to be on like this linear path and trajectory, and we have. Tunnel vision with how we want our lives to be and the goals we want to reach and everything, and our definition of success, even. And we have it only going in one direction in our head. And ultimately, that keeps us from experiencing new things and being content with the present because those linear mindsets give us a very, very narrow definition of success and happiness. And a lot of times, the linear mindset and whatever goal it is that's at the end of that line or the next plot on the line is contingent on specific future outcomes and we can't really promise or guarantee those to ourselves. And I've talked about contingent happiness so much on my podcast, but it's so important to, you know, let go of the mindset that things need to be this constant upward slope or that it needs to, you know, go in this specific path because one, there's so many outside variables that we can't control, and two, we can change our minds. That's part of being human and part of growing as a human is you're going to change your mind with what you want as you get older and you learn things and experience new things and it's really important to not get so caught up on like just this one end-all be-all path or goal or whatever it is because if we get so caught up on that we can force ourselves into being stuck because we end up putting blinders on to anything that isn't that one path or that one goal and we don't end up seeing a lot of things that could potentially be good for us. And we end up, you know, losing out on new experiences because of that. And we may end up pursuing something that wasn't really meant for us. And it's really important to just sort of liberate yourself from the idea that things need to be one specific way, one specific path, and that you have to take specific steps in order to achieve something or in, in order to feel a certain way and, yes, there are tactics that help you reach certain goals and certain points, but I think with social media, we think that we need to just have this copy-paste step-by-step for everything, you know, for achieving something or for feeling a certain way, for whatever. And I know I'm like sitting here giving you all tips right now, and it's not like this is the blueprint and the end-all-be-all linear path to getting unstuck, you know what I mean? It's just supposed to help inspire you to help you get yourself through the feeling of feeling stuck. And it's really hard because I just think naturally as humans we sort of think this way and we can kind of fixate on something but it's important to let go of that because you know you're ultimately going to have a hard time getting yourself through the valleys and through the rougher times in life if you are so caught up on a linear mindset and thinking that things you know need to be only happening in certain ways and it's just really hard to live that way because you will ultimately end up just disappointing yourself if you don't accept the fact that things aren't going to go your way all the time and that you know it isn't going to be a straight path to wherever you're going and the next thing is to let go of any plans um the past version of myself had for me that no longer served me and a lot of this has to do with you know revisiting my definition of success like i just talked about I have a hard time with this, but I'm trying to remind myself that I don't have to follow through with something that I once thought was good for me. It's really important to just sort of normalize changing your mind and making decisions once you've gained experience, because it's what life is all about. You know, you meet new people, you experience new things, you learn new things, and every little decision you make is like, an accumulation of bits and pieces of those things because you're making decisions based off of the information you have from those experiences and from those people, from those habits, from the things you've learned. And we often have our preconceived notions about things and how we think things should or will be, but we ultimately can't hold ourselves and marry ourselves to those premature opinions until we've actually experienced that thing. And Maybe it isn't plans that a past version of yourself had, and maybe you're just living in the past in some way mentally. You're ruminating over mistakes or decisions that you've made and thinking, you know, what if I made a different decision? Maybe you're getting caught up on just what ifs in general or wishing that you had done things differently. Keeping yourself and your headspace in the past is such a sure way to get and stay stuck because it's like trying to move forwards while walking backwards. Like, yeah, you're going to keep making it through another day and going forward in that sense, but if you are going forward while walking backwards, you're not going to see everything that's to come ahead of you. Even if you are checking all the right boxes and moving through all of life, It it's just hard because you're too focused on what's behind you. So as a result, you feel like despite all this change you've gone through and all of these boxes you've checked, you've graduated, you've moved, you've started a job, you've met new people, you're networking in a new place, you still feel like nothing has changed and feel stuck as a result because you're keeping yourself prisoner to the same view that you had in the past and you're not turning around to see what lies ahead and walking forward while facing forward to see all that's in front of you. I think one of the hardest things about life, and I think we all will go through it at some time or another, but I think it's probably really common to go through in your 20s and 30s, Um, And really just as you're growing up is, you know, realizing once you've, once you're living a life that you once were working so hard for and that you like really cared about and you put in so much effort and blood and sweat and tears into, and then getting to that, living in the result of all of that hard work and then realizing, you know, this, this isn't for me. That is such a hard, hard pill to swallow. But it's important, it's so important to recognize that and listen to yourself when you're feeling that and just let go of any of those plans that past versions of yourself had. Just because you've worked really hard for where you're at now, doesn't mean you have to be in that space forever. You can work really hard now for something else and you don't have to you know, stay in whatever it is that you worked so hard for. And I think so many of us get stuck as a result of this feeling because we think oh i just have to keep sucking this up and keep doing this because it's what i once worked so hard for no that's just staying in your comfort zone because you're not allowing yourself to you know see all of the other things you could potentially be doing if you just you know decided to step out of your comfort zone and work hard towards something else And of course, all of that's so much easier said than done because a lot of times it requires, you know, money or it requires a lot of time that you may not have or effort or energy, whatever. And I know it's so difficult to sort of just say this and swallow this pill because trust me, I get it. You know, especially maybe it's a college major. Maybe you majored in something and you have student loans and you're like, I put so much time and money and effort into this and it's something I just genuinely Do not think I can do every day for the rest of my life anymore. Okay, listen to yourself say that. You know, you can't go back and change the fact that you spent that money and you spent that time doing that, but don't keep spending more time and throwing it away and knowing that and do something about it. You know what I mean? It's not gonna be an overnight process and you're gonna have to really get uncomfortable for a little bit, but think about how much getting uncomfortable could pay off because you could either choose to you know know that about yourself, know that you don't want to be doing this and that you feel like you've wasted time and money, but ultimately you haven't because you have no idea what you, you learned in that time of the job you're working now or what you learned in your degree that might be transferable in a way that you can't really see into what you're doing next. And you have to let go of the idea that it's, you know, time and money wasted and instead just think that, you know, it served its purpose for a time and now it's time to step into something else and it requires getting so uncomfortable and it requires, you know, swallowing that pill that you are no longer wanting or no longer pursuing what you once thought you would be doing and it's okay to do that. It is okay. It is okay. It is okay. And I feel like I just needed to hear that a lot in the last couple of years that it's okay to you know change your mind and it's okay to want something different for yourself it's all part of life and I was cleaning out my camera roll today I try to do this every day and I definitely don't do it every day but I'll like go to my photos and you can search one year ago and then pull up all your pictures from like this date over the years or whatever or from a year ago and I was doing it this morning and I had a picture of my kindle because it was a quote that i really really loved when i was reading 101 essays it'll change the way you think and i had highlighted it but like the things that i that really resonated with me i took pictures with on with my phone of my kindle and it was so funny because i was cleaning this out and i was like wow this is so applicable to this week's episode and the fact that it was like a year ago when i saw this quote and i was like dang this is um a hard pill to swallow Now I'm sitting here talking about it one year from when I took that picture on the podcast. So it was crazy to see that this morning. So I had to jot it down in my notes for the podcast. But the quote says, it's from the book, 101 Essays. It'll change the way you think. It says, if you're wondering what you should do with your life, it's likely that you're in the limbo between realizing you don't want what you once did and giving yourself permission to want what you want now. And I love that quote because that just perfectly encompass the way I was feeling a year ago and the way I'm feeling now and I think that when I read that quote last year it was my first time realizing oh I I ha- I can I can change this like I'm not just because I put all this Time and effort and money into something doesn't mean it's my forever. I can change my mind. I can do something else. Is it going to take a lot of time? Yes. I'm here a year later and I'm still doing the same thing I was last year when I had this realization. So I am pure evidence that it's going to take time and it's going to take being uncomfortable, sometimes for very long periods of time. But it will be worth it in the end if you, you know, don't just make yourself sit with something that you know isn't for you anymore you know give yourself permission to want what you want now like the quote says and validate your current desires we're so quick to talk ourselves out of and invalidate things that aren't what we've always wanted or aren't the status quo or aren't what others want or expect from us but you know like I said earlier in the quote who else is going to Give it to you and, you know, nobody else is going to make it happen for you. It is ultimately up to you and you owe that to yourself. You owe it to yourself to give yourself permission to want what you want now. And last but not least is to stop getting caught up on the what. Stop getting so caught up on what you want and start thinking about how you want your life to feel and how you want it to be and why. And I say this because I know especially when you're in college or when you're in high school, when you're in your 20s, 30s, whatever, maybe it's just a time, I feel like it's just a conversation that always ends up coming up no matter what age you are. It's always about what do we want to do. People ask, what do you want to do in five years? What do you see yourself doing with your life? Or, you know, what's your dream job? What's your dream goal? What, what, what is always the question. But ultimately, it's really vague because most of us don't feel that we can answer that question because we often want to have a pretty large level of confidence before we answer questions. So as a result when we are asked something that's what-based, we just kind of end up getting ourselves stuck because we don't know how to answer it. And it's because we don't really have 100% confidence with what the future holds. No none of us do. None of us can sit here and say, you know, oh, like I know that this is what I'm going to be doing or It's really hard to answer what we think we want to be doing, even if somebody says, you know, what do you want to do? That doesn't necessarily imply a 100% certain response, but we still need to have an idea of it. And it's so important to just not get caught up on the what. And we have to get so comfortable with not knowing the answer to those questions and instead just focus on how we want our life to feel and be and the motives behind why we want those things, which ultimately are our values. We want to make sure that when we dig underneath what we want our lives to feel like, we find that the why of why we want our lives to feel like that is in alignment with our core values. And if you find that the why isn't really tied to your values, then you're probably caught up in the what and chasing after a goal or career or dream that isn't really yours. And it's important to you know be able to step back and evaluate that. And really with this, you know, you just need to get specific and write it down if you have to. And a way to sort of work yourself through this one to help yourself get unstuck is, you know, ask yourself, how do I want my life to feel? How Do I want my day to day to be composed and what's going to be in my routine and why is it that that's how I want my life to feel and be. And, you know, you can ask yourself questions. What does my morning routine look like? Do I spend a lot of time with my family? What does my work schedule look like? Am I working for someone? What does my exercise routine look like? What kind of food am I eating? Where am I living? And asking yourself all of those questions can kind of just create this visualization of how you want your life to be and how you want to feel. And if you can really just dig underneath all of those things and see the why behind it, it'll be a lot easier to Just keep moving forward and stop getting so stuck on the what do you want to do with your life question. I can't stand being asked that question. I can't stand being asked where like what I want to be doing in five years because I'm just like I don't know. And when people ask me that I literally feel like I am grabbing a shovel digging a flipping hole and putting myself in it anytime I'm asked that because I just never have an answer that I feel confident in. And as a result it when people ask me that it makes me feel like I have to have an answer to it. And when I don't, it makes me feel stuck. And I hate that. And I'm not sitting here saying that people need to stop asking me that because ultimately, you know, it's not their job to know that that bothers me. It's okay. I just need to get to a place where I'm more focused on the how and the why rather than the what so that when people do ask me the what, I don't feel like I'm burying myself in a hole and I'm like, you know what? I don't know. And that's okay. I'm more focused on how I want to feel and why I want to feel that way rather than what I want to be doing and I'm just going to make decisions and move forward based on how I want my life to be and how I want my life to feel and why rather than some answer to a what question like what do I want to be doing with my life I'm not letting that be my driver of decisions and actions and my day-to-day with my habits I'm letting my how and my why decide my habits and decisions and everything like that. And ultimately, when you get stumped or feel stuck or need to make a decision and you're just feeling like you are paralyzed by indecision, revisit those feelings goals that you've set for yourself, which is basically what I just walked through with, you know, how do you want your life to be? How do you want to feel in your day-to-day life? and focus on those things and revisit them anytime that you do feel stuck and need to make a decision because it will sort of recenter your focus on the how and the why because anytime someone asks you a what question or anytime that you just start feeling stuck over the whole what am I doing with my life question, you don't want to get so caught up on it and you want to instead revisit the how and the why. And that is everything I have for this episode for how I am helping myself get unstuck. And I hope it was insightful for you all and helpful and really just inspired you to revisit things that, you know, maybe you haven't visited since you were a teenager, since you were in college and allow yourself to, you know, give yourself permission to like what you want and pursue what you want now and that kind of thing because ultimately I think we get so caught up on past versions of ourselves and staying true to things that we wanted in the past and staying true to things that we decided for ourselves in the past but it's important to remember that we're humans and we grow and we change and with that our definitions of success and you know what we want and why we want those things are going to change as we get older. So I hope this episode was helpful for you all, but be sure to follow in bloom podcast on Instagram. It's just at in bloom podcast. Follow me on Instagram as well. It's just at happy period. it's always in the show notes. And if you want more content from me, I do upload YouTube videos every Sunday, just like lifestyle videos and that kind of thing. And I'm active on pretty much every other social media as well, but I hope you all enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you all next Monday.